So good morning, I'm Stephanie Mbachi, and I'm going to talk about characterization of evaporator scaling Louisiana factories and the solution test. So why I'm talking about this, because as, as you know, cleaning of evaporators is a really key step in the factories, because if this is not too successful, they're going to have problems, they have to reduce the rate of the cane processing, and they are going to have more problems inside the factories. But there are a couple of parameters or uh, a couple of things that can affect these cleaning practices in the factory, and one of them is the scale and the, characteris the characteristics of this, this scale in the factories. <coughs> First, we did a, char a characterization of the scale in, in some Louisiana factories, and then we did some uh, dissolution tests to try to test those uh, cleaning practices at the Louisiana factories to see how the uh, scale characterization correlate with the efficiency of the cleaning practices. The first step here was to collect uh, scale samples during, during the 2020 grinding season, and we visited eight factories, and we collect uh, scale samples, samples from different evaporator vessels. Those samples were collected in two ways. When the factories allow us to open the evaporator before the cleaning, we go inside the evaporator with that scraper and we remove a scale from the, inside, for the, from the interior of the tubes. When that wasn't possible, we have to, re, to take a scale sample after the cleaning process from the bottom of the evaporator. Then, in order to preserve the quality of these scale samples, we wash the samples with water and then we dry it at 110 uh, Celsius degrees. After that, we send the samples for characterization and we use two techniques. The first one was X-ray uh, fluorescence, which is XRF, and this technique gives us the elemental composition of the samples based on their uh, metal oxides. And the second analysis was X-ray diffraction, which is XRD, and this uh, analysis gives us the phases of the minerals, which means it's going to tell us if the mineral is present in a crystalline phase or in, a, uh, in an amorphous phase. Then when we took the samples, we did some uh, dissolution tests. And the chemicals that we test here were the chemicals the factories are using in, in, in for the cleaning uh, in the factories. The, we test caustic soda, phosphoric acid, sulfamic acid, muriatic acid, and EDTA. And we test all these chemicals at two boiling times and two different concentrations. Those numbers are based on the benchmarking we did last year in all the Louisiana factories. I already present you these results in the last ASSCT meeting. So we collect the uh, Louisiana practices at all the factories, and those are the, uh, the conditions we are testing here. To do the, in order to do this test, the first thing that we have to do was prepare the chemicals based on these concentrations we have here. Then I weighed the scale. In this case, we, te, uh, we use 10 grams of a scale for each test. Then we put the scale in a beaker, we add the chemicals, and we boil the scale. For caustic soda, we boil the, the chemical at 220 Fahrenheit, which is similar to what you are doing in, in your factories. And for acids and EDTA, we boil the chemicals at 200 Fahrenheit. Then we wash and dry the remaining scale, and we reweigh the scale, and we estimate the dissolution efficiency of each uh, practice. For this test, we use three scale samples. Uh, sample number one was a sample from a pre-evaporator from factory six. A scale sample number two was an, a sample from evaporator vessel number three from factory six. 
And a scale number three was a sample from the last effect of the evaporators, which was effect number, uh, evaporator vessel number four from factory one. Here I'm going to show you now the scale characterization results. And the first thing that I, I want to show you here are those pictures. So you can notice the difference on the um, scale. And for example, here in the pre-evaporator, you can notice the scale is brown. And that means this scale has more organic matter in it, which is normal because of the temperature. And when we are moving uh, forward throughout the evaporator set, we can see that the, the scale from the last effect is more white because we are having more silica, more calcium, so the characteristics of the scale changes throughout the evaporator sets. And we are going to confirm that here with the results. Those are the XRF results <coughs> from all the scales that we analyze. And the first thing that we can notice here is that all the Louisiana uh, factor, the scale samples from the Louisiana factories are mainly composed by calcium, silica, and phosphates. And we also have more another uh, minerals, but in really small quantities. Secondly, silica, which is one big problem in the factories because we know that uh, the acid, CDTA, or caustic soda, they don't remove, they don't are really good removing this kind of a uh, component. And silica was consistently increased from vessel number one to vessel number four, as you can see here in the, in the squares. Um, in the last presentation in the ASCT, I also show you that there are some factories, four or five factories, that had the highest consumption of chemicals to clean the evaporators. In this case, factory six and factory nine were two of those factories with really high consumption of chemicals to clean the evaporators. And something really curious here is that those two factories have, a, have the highest um, content of calcium throughout the old scale in all the evaporators. You can notice here the numbers are really high and are high throughout the old set of evaporators, not only at the end. It's the same and it's constant throughout all the set of evaporators. Those are the XRD results. We can notice here that between 33 to 85% of the inorganic components were present in the amorphous phase, which means it's like the disorder phase of the components we have in the scale. And approximately 60% of those inorganic components was, uh, was amorphous silica. And you also can notice here that uh, the silica increased from vessel number one to the last vessel in all the factories which was consistent with the results that I previously showed you by the XRF results. In the, in the crystalline phase, the main components were calcium oxalates and carbonates. And I'm going to show you how this is going to affect the efficiency of the cleaning practices. Factory number two, four, five, six, and nine were the factories with the highest consumptions of chemicals. And watch, yeah, something that was really, really interesting here is that all these factories were the only ones with a content of a carbonates. You can see here, those, those are the only factories with this kind of components in the scale. And another thing really important is that the some of them also have a real, the highest content of oxalates. So that's maybe why they are, they are having a really hard scale. They need to remove this, this kind of scale, and that's why they have to maybe add more chemicals or boil more chemicals in order to try to remove this. Because those components are not really easily removed by the 
kind of chemicals we are using to clean the, the evaporators. Neither of those uh, two components are broken down by caustic soda, and instead both of them are broken down by EDTA, and just only two factories here in Louisiana are using EDTA. Mm, now I'm going to show you the scale dissolution test. So I use three scale samples for, the, for this test. I use a sample number one, which was a sample from a pre-evaporator, and here it's the, the, the characteristics of this scale. You can see here that this scale was really heterogeneous. It has everything in it. It has oxalates, carbonates, silica, it has everything. Mostly uh, it has uh, morphous components, like you can see here. Uh, mainly it was a carbon, a calcium phosphates, and it also have a really high con a concentration of carbonates. The second sample was a sample from the uh, evaporator effect number three. This sample uh, had a really high concentration of silica and calcium, and the calcium was present as a calcium oxalate. And sample number three was a really particular sample because we are we are not uh, we don't expect to have a really high concentration of organic matter in the last effect. That's normal in the first effect in the pre-operators, but in the last effect, that's not normal. But here, as you can see, we had high concentration of organic matter. And as is normal, we also have high concentration of silica, which, as I told you, is normal that we find a high concentration of silica in the last effect of the evaporators. So I'm going to try to explain you how those characteristics are going to affect the efficiency of the cleaning practices. Those are the results from the first sample, which was the heterogeneous sample. And you can see, can see that the acids at the higher concentration, uh, this broken down the, this kind of sample. EDTA partially broken down uh, this sample too, and caustic soda didn't work in this case. Why? Because remember I told you this kind of sample was heterogeneous. It has calcium phosphate and it also had uh, carbonates and those kind of components are easily or are partially removed by acids, which is what we are seeing here, and EDTA also partially broken down that kind of components. So this behavior was kind of expected for us. For the second sample, it was something similar. This sample had high silica and high oxalates, and those results is, are expected because we know EDTA works easily with this kind of components, with oxalates mainly and with silica, and hydrochloric acid could also work with this kind of impurities. Which was really a particular was the last sample. I told you that sample was a really particular because it has high content of organic matter. And we know caustic soda works with organic matter. Caustic soda can easily dissolve organic matter. But in this case, okay, it dissolved 100% of the sample, but why if this sample had high content of silica? and caustic soda doesn't like silica. So it's like kind of weird why in this case caustic soda works having higher amount of silica if that's not common. Some reports have, show, uh, have shown that uh, we can't just see one impurity individually. Maybe there are some interactions. So maybe in this kind of a scale, although we have high amount of silica, the, the high amount of organic matter interfere with that effect that the silica can cause and change the properties of the scale. 
So we need to do more research in order to try to understand why in some cases some scales are easily to remove even though the characteristics are, are uh, different and unexpected. This kind of dissolution test also allow us to understand the mechanisms of each chemical, of the chemicals we are using to clean the evaporators. Here you can see this is the scale sample uh, from the last, from the four effect. This is the scale sample after we boil phosphoric acid and hydrochloric acid, and this is the sample after we boil EDTA. You can notice those samples are quite similar to this one. Maybe the, the flakes are smaller, but this one, is, it looks like a powder. And why? Because acids, when they in, uh, react with the scale, they release a CO2, and CO2 cracks the scale. So it breaks the scale. So the flakes are going to still there, maybe a little smaller, but with EDTA, EDTA is, is a chelate, and it's going to react differently with the scale sample. They are going, uh, EDTA normally forms solute, soluble chelates. Those solubles are going to be, are going, are going to solubilize the scale sample, and that's why at the end we are having like a powder, because most of the impurities are dissolved in the, in the, in the EDTA. First conclusion, the characterization of the scale samples from the Louisiana factories show us that uh, most of the samples are um, have calcium, silica, and phosphates. Silica consistently increased from vessel one to vessel number four. The factories with the highest consumption of chemicals had the highest concentration of calcium, and which is really important because if you are having higher concentration of calcium, it could be that you are overlining the juice, and then you are overlining the juice, you have to use more chemicals to try to remove that excess of calcium in your evaporator. So the factories have to be really careful with the lining because you can notice here that that's affecting the scale and therefore the cleaning practices. The scale dissolution test showed that um, the heterogeneous sample was easily broken down by acids and EDTA, but a sample with really high content of oxalates and silica was broken down by EDTA. Actually, the factory that, was, um, that has this uh, kind of scale was, uh, was having problems cleaning this evaporator, and it could be because uh, this kind of scale has a particular uh, composition and they, they were using acids, so that's not the kind of product for this kind of scale. And the last sample, the last scale, which was a particular sample, as I told you before, we have to do more research about it to try to understand the interactions among, among the scale components, because that can interfere with the cleaning uh, practices efficiencies. And finally, I just want to thanks to the American Sugarcane League for full funding and to all the factory staff for all their help.